Let's go over to the book of Isaiah. I've had this subject on my heart um, concerning prayer, actually, for a couple of weeks. And uh, as <laughs> I was talking to someone on the phone, a minister that speaks into my life, and, um, and uh, they got on this subject. And I'm like, that's where I've been for, I, I said, preach, preach, Pastor Nancy, preach. <laughs> Amen. I, I know she wanted to go, but I'm saying, go ahead. <laughs> but so she started sharing and I got stirred up all over it again. And so I'm, I'm going to share it with you. I believe that the Lord wants me to share it with you tonight. Um, in the, in the life of most believers, there's certain things that they have more victory in than others. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Maybe you've noticed it in your own life. Like, for example, I didn't, I struggled in the area of prosperity. And I noticed I said I struggled. It wasn't God, you know, it wasn't hard for God, but it was just me struggling in the area of prosperity longer than I did healing. Um, and so, but there's, that's true about many believers' lives. There's areas that they live in more victory in than others. Not, not that God's only has victory for one area or two areas, but it's just that our minds aren't renewed in one area maybe as much as in another area. Anybody notice that in your own life? Or the enemy opposes you more in that area because of wrong thinking. Oftentimes it's, it's, it's us giving place to him because of wrong thinking or something. But if you were to, I don't know if this is a scientific, I didn't do a scientific poll or anything on this, but I think after having been around for 35 years plus in the ministry and stuff, close to 40, I guess, getting up there somewhere, 40, 40. <laughs> and, and I just, you know, you, you just observe some things. I think more people struggle uh, living beneath their privileges, that maybe is the way we say, in certain areas more than others. Now, I, just generally speaking, I mean, but, and, and then there, you could bring, point out a couple of categories that, that that is true. Brother Hagin said finances is one of them. But um, I, in my interaction with people, I've found that people's prayer life is an area uh, where they struggle. They, they, they don't have the victory in that area like they really would like. And... Um, I, I think there's a couple of reasons for that, but um, I think maybe one of them is, is because a big part of the, having a successful prayer life is controlling your thought life. In order to turn your in order to pray, you have to turn your attention towards Him, and that means looking away from all that would distract. Remember, the Bible said, "Look away from." The Amplified of Hebrews, what is that, uh, twelve two, I believe, looking away from all that would distract unto Jesus. That's, that's what you have to do in prayer. You have to look away from other things in order to talk to the Lord. Amen. And so with that in mind, um, I want to talk to you about prayer tonight. This is, this is a Wednesday night, first Wednesday night of the month, prayer night. I want to talk to you about prayer tonight. And I want to talk about one particular kind of prayer. And uh, that is verse 31 here. Did I say Isaiah 40? Yes. I didn't say Isaiah 40. I apologize. Isaiah chapter number 40. Um, we're going to read more than just 31, but I want to read verse 31 first of all. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Praise the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, and look at this, 
not faint. They'll run and not, uh, and not be weary. Excuse me, I, I, I put it in the wrong order. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, this is, he calls it here, waiting on the Lord. This is a part of your prayer life. This is to be an element of your prayer life. <clears throat> um, believers have more or less of a uh, prayer life in place in their lives. And sometimes, you know, you know there's different kinds of prayer. Prayer is uh, more than just, my name's Jimmy, I'll take all you give me. Right. Right. It's more than just asking. <laughs> there's, a, there's a ministering to the Lord. There's a fellowship with the Lord. Now, I wanted to, actually, I started out preparing for tonight. I, I wanted to go another direction. I wanted to go the direction of, uh, making power available because there's so much that needs to that power needs to be made available to. In fact, the Lord said to me a number of years ago, just a few years ago, a couple years ago, I guess actually, He said it takes more power to walk where you're walking now. Right. Right. Now you can, if your if your thinking is wrong, you could greatly misunderstand that. That doesn't mean God's got to send more power. He's talking about you have to learn to tap into the power of God more now than ever to keep walking where you're walking. How many of you know we're kept by the power of God? In other words, to be kept in this place that you're in now, in a place of the Spirit, in a place of faith, in a place of, uh, you know, uh, being used of God and having a greater voice and so forth and so on, it takes more power. Not that God has to send more power, but you have to tap into it more. And so this is, how, this is one way you do this. This is verse 31 here. They that wait upon the Lord. What you're doing is when he said they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Renew their strength. And he goes on, talks about running and not being weary and walking and not faint. So to run your race, this is not just a physical running, but a running of your race. Remember, we lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily besets us, and we run the race that's set before us. So this running here is running the race, and he's saying you'd need the strength to do that because a race, a running, running is, is, take, is putting out energy. And to run the race of faith is to put out faith energy or faith power, however you want to say that. I don't know if you realize spiritual, when he says here, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He's talking, first of all, spiritually. Spiritually, they'll renew their strength. Because uh, people use this verse for the strengthening of their body, and it certainly applies to being renewed in the strength of your body. Don't misunderstand me. But... A lot of people don't realize how God ministers what he ministers to us. Everything he ministers to us comes through our spirit. It doesn't come through our mind. It doesn't come from the air to us. It comes into our spirits. And our spirits can be strengthened by waiting on the Lord. He called it here waiting on the Lord. Now, what is waiting on the Lord? Waiting on the Lord is, is not uh, asking. It's not, uh, you know, the kind of prayer where we're asking for something. It is, it is fellowshipping with God. It is, uh, it is actually, uh, it's, it's a, uh, this Acts chapter number, uh, Acts chapter number, I'm trying to remember the passage there. Acts chapter number, what is it? Where it's Acts chapter number, uh, where with Paul and Silas, 
Acts chapter number 13, excuse me. They were, they were ministering unto the Lord and fasting, and the Holy Ghost said something to them. That's a very similar thing as waiting on the Lord. How many of you know we come to church and we get ministered to? But we need to learn to minister to the Lord. Ministry is to go at two different ways. Amen. First part of the praise and the service tonight, the praise and worship, that was your opportunity to worship the Lord, to minister to the Lord. Now, that's, that's not re- very long. You need to do this in your own private prayer life. And I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying let's just keep on growing in this to where we get real good at ministering to the Lord or waiting on the Lord. There's a, there's a little bit different concept there between ministering and waiting, but, but right on the other hand, there's a lot of similarities. And this is something that's, that's uh, it's, it's, it's not just, it, it is giving worship and praise to him, but in the, in the main, uh, the main thing that's happening in this ministering to the Lord or waiting on the Lord is you are receiving from him. Yeah. Notice he said, they wait on the Lord, they renew their strength. Something is coming from him to you. So it's not just in the concept of asking. Uh, it's not just prayer in that way, but it is, it is receiving from him. And it's more like a, a, a razor on a charger in the bathroom or electronic toothbrush in your bathroom or something like that. Or a, any, any of you ladies got those uh, rechargeable vacuums now? That's what, we, that's what we are talking about. We're talking about how that, that uh, you know, rechargeable battery in those, you know, in those electronics, they get charged up. Because until, whenever they're not charged up, the blah, 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 you're not going very well. But you charge it up. It's going full speed. Amen. Amen. And Christians are a uh, rechargeable battery. Yeah. Their spirits are rechargeable batteries. You can be so worn out because you've been giving out or because you've had your attention on the the worry of the world or the devil or the news or something that's draining strength out of you that you you don't feel like you can go on anymore. But, uh, you know, spiritual strength is the most renewable energy on the planet. Everybody's into green now, renewable energy. Well, listen, God's got, the, this is the most renewable energy on the planet. <clears throat> and it comes, first of all, into your spirit. <clears throat> I'm telling you, just being around the world, being around the world will drain a lot of stuff out of you, especially if you're kind of, you know, fellowshipping with it. You know what I'm talking about? But, uh, or, and, and, and that can drain you just, you just feel like you can't even go on anymore. Or um, worrying. Worrying will drain you. Right? Now, those are things we should turn from and turn away from. But sometimes it's not anything you're doing wrong. Sometimes it's just that you're giving out spiritually. It takes spiritual strength to stand. On the word of God. Remember he said over there in Ephesians 6, verse number 10, be strong in the Lord, in the power of, your, of, of his might, not your might, in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God and having done all to stand, stand. Before you, don't, don't just go to the standing part, go to get the strength to stand. And that's not just feeding on his word, although this is part of this ministering to the Lord or waiting on the Lord, but it is fellowshipping with God. 
Your spirit needs the fellowship of God. And when, when I say fellowship, I'm talking about an exchange. Fellowship is a two-way street. Fellowship, fellowship uh, my goodness, I don't have time to get into all this. But uh, fellowship is basically uh, an exchange two ways. In fact, sometimes, sometimes people will translate that. They wait on the Lord shall, rather than renew their strength, exchange their strength. There's an exchange that takes place here. In other words, you give him your weakness and he takes, and you take in your strength. You, excuse me, you take in his strength. I'm trying to get this all right. So whenever you're doing that, this exchange takes place. And whenever that exchange takes place, then the next thing that happens, uh, that happens is you'll mount up with, on wings like eagles. There's a mounting up. People miss that right there. They, they say, I'm going to go get in the presence of God and, and get the strength to run my race. You don't get it until you mount up. Now, uh, your pastor, what on earth is mounting up? Well, mounting up is going higher than everything that's been on your mind. Mounting up is coming up to the to conscious. I like to say it this way. You mount up in your consciousness. In other words, your consciousness shifts from all that's going on, all the circumstances, all that the devil's saying, and you come above all that. See, mounting up means get above it. We're not called to be down with it. We're called to live life above it. Amen. And be honest with you, you ought to get above it before you start speaking. And speak from above it. Not speak, with, speak about it all around you. Speak from above it. Your consciousness shift. It's a shifting of an awareness of God and his presence and his power, his ability, his word, his covenant. Everything that he has said and his presence. Let me, let me tell you something. This is getting into his presence where the, the, we call it in the spirit. When we're talking about mounting up, we're talking about getting into the presence of God in the spirit to where, and then the Psalm 91 calls it the secret place. He that dwells in the secret place. See, don't, somebody said, I'm going to claim all these blessings, all the temporal and physical blessings of protection and so forth mentioned in Psalm 91. They're just going to confess it all. It doesn't happen because you confess it. It happens because you do Psalm 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth, not visits on Sunday morning, but dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He's going to abide under the, King James says, the shadow. Shadow. God is light. He has no shadow. But he's going to dwell in the shadow. You look it up in Hebrew, it's the defense of the Almighty. It's literally, Paul talked about it in the Amplified in 1 Corinthians chapter, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12. I don't remember the verse. Somewhere around down verse 10, 11, 12, down and through there somewhere. But he talks about in the Amplified that he's, he's going to uh, uh, glory in the word of God and stand in faith so that the power of God can pitch a tent over him. The Amplified talks about it. Oh, man, man, man. If you've never been there, you don't know what I'm talking about. And you're actually missing three-fourths of your life. Not just half, three-fourths of your life. <laughs> Pitch a tent. That's what he's talking about. That Psalm 91.1 that dwells in the secret place, abides under the defense. It's a protective presence 
of God that goes with you wherever you go because of your fellowship with him in the secret place. You enter, you leave the natural and all that's on your natural mind and you mount up in your consciousness and are fully aware of God and that's called in the spirit. And can I be real frank and honest with you? After 40 years of ministry, there are multitudes of Christians that have lived as a Christian, all their, however long they've been a Christian, and still don't know what I'm talking about. They have never shut this thing down. As soon as they do, they fall asleep. When they wake up, they go, all right, all right, I got to get, get busy. This, is, this needs to be, listen to me. Uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as eagles. You know how an eagle mounts up? You ever seen an eagle catch wind currents? They just shift their wings. And they just start going higher and higher and higher. You see it out, we get out on vacation in Colorado, you see it out there because all those thermals around all the mountains. Are y'all interested in what I'm talking about? Those we, they, they'll, they'll just soar, and you don't see them flapping their wings for, looks like you, you can watch them for a long, long time. You don't see them flapping. They're just soaring on those currents. Yeah, yeah. And if they want to go higher, they just adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just adjust. They just shift the angle, and the wind takes them up higher, the current. It's the same thing with an airplane. An airplane has about, well, the major uh, control surfaces. There's three major control surfaces, some minor control surfaces. But, but you got the rudder in the back, you got the ailerons, and you got the uh, a, uh, a elevator. Now, those are three control surfaces. It's just, it can be just shifted a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Like, let's take the elevator on back on the tail. That's the horizontal control surfaces in the back there in the tail. You can just shift that a little bit, and, and that'll push you higher. It's just an adjustment. And that's, that's what a lot of believers have to make. They have to make just a little bit of adjustment and they'll mount up. Where's the adjustment? Attention. Turn your attention. Turn your attention. Mm. When was the last time, when was the last time you got so caught up with enjoying the presence of God that you lost all track of time? Come on. Hmm? That tells you how, how good you are doing this. Come on. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just trying to give you your answer. Everything you need is in that place. Counsel. As you grow in the spirit, you don't need to talk to pastor. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you don't need to. Got my answer. Everybody still loves pastor, right? Yes. Counsel's in there. Wisdom's in there. Direction's in there. Knowledge of which way to go is in there. Yes, sir. How to prosper is there. That's right. Amen. Why, why does my life keep going in circles? The answer to that's in there. You know what I'm talking about? Remember in the Old Testament, he said, you've gone around this mountain long enough. Anybody ever seen, the, seen anybody ever had a, 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 a mountain that the scenery of that mountain has remained for a long, long time. <laughs> Here we go again, around it again, around it again. You can get answers in the presence of God as to why you keep going around the same mountain. Amen. Amen. 
Why is it every year, every year, every year, it's the same financial status? Amen. Not supposed to be. Do you realize there are actually answers, real answers? Not Band-Aid on a cancer answer, but real answers. Real answers. Waiting in his presence. Hallelujah. The secret of the Lord is with them. This is a passage in Old Testament. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. God's got secrets. But to get them, you got to go to the secret place. Secret. Secret place. Hallelujah. So there's so much in his presence that um, really this ought to be the main kind of praying you do. Uh, do more of this than just about anything else. And I'll tell you what, you get into this place, the reality of your answer will come so strong on you and you will, when, then whenever you speak, you're speaking from the Spirit. Does that make any sense? I'm saying things that your spirit will go, yes, I understand that. And your head will go, I don't get it. I don't have any idea what he's talking about. I'd like to go on. Anybody want to go on? Yes, sir. I'd like to bring you with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to congratulate you. Can I congratulate you on something? Normally, in a service like we're going to have afterwards, we're going to tear down all the Christmas elements. Normally, those are the toughest services I preach. Because everybody's kind of thinking, okay, we'll get done here. We've got to get, get that done real quick because we've got to go home, you know, get, get, get the kids to bed and all that. And people are distracted. And I came into service tonight thinking, I'm not even going to try to have some time waiting on the Lord because they'll be the same as they've always been. But you haven't been. Say, do that and say, you feel that? That's Pastor Gavin. Good job. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are really becoming humdangers. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll be knocked where our feet were, or our head will be where our feet were just a little bit ago. But anyway, praise the Lord. All right. Now, let's back up. Go back to verse number 28. Verse 28. There's so many blessings. I could name four of them tonight, which I won't get into uh, all of them in detail, but maybe I'll just name them. Several of the blessings that are available to those that wait on the Lord. You want to, how about I just give those to you um, briefly, and then maybe some other time we'll sort of expand on them. Would that be all right? Some of the blessings of waiting on the Lord. Or benefits of waiting on God. Number one uh, uh, is this place of fellowship we can see in these verses is spiritual edification. Renewal of your inner man. First of all, it starts in your inner man. Do you realize that uh, anything you need in your body, the way God ministers it to your body, comes through your inner man? That's something... Christians have a, Christians like us, they have a one-track mind when it comes to healing. Do you know I'm actually giving, I've been praying for, there's two people in the congregation I've been praying for. I said, God, they keep getting sick. 
I said, what do you do? can I help them in any way? Anything I can do to help them? Because I do love people. Amen. And I, I just want to help people. And he said, yes, you can help them. He said, it's in what you're preaching tonight. What I'm preaching tonight is in what you're preaching tonight. Just because you got a house full of kids doesn't mean, well, I can't afford to wait on God. I don't have time. You, you, can, you can make this work. God's made you an offer. He's offered you strength into your spirit that will radiate out into your body and not get sick. Yes, it's strength to run your race. We, we see that. But this will work for healing as well. In fact, this is, this is when, I start, when I start getting weak spiritually, stuff always starts trying to get on my body. Almost every time starts trying to get on my body. But I know what the answer is. And I don't say, well, I'm just going to say in the name of Jesus. You, you can do that out of a place of weakness. And then there's nothing coming out of your spirit when you do it. To actually, no, no actually spiritual substance, no spiritual power. It's just mouthing words. Amen. I, I'd like to say some more about that. Because there's so much that we need to understand about that. Your body was never created to live with a weak spirit. The, the life of the flesh is the spirit of man. And whether he's in weak condition or strong condition determines whether a person's body is always weak or always strong. My body, I'm 50, well, how old am I? 57, 56, 50 something. Old enough to know better, that's for sure. But, but anyway, wherever I am, I think I'm stronger today than I have been for all my life. Amen. Physically in my body. Amen. Amen. I, I, I just, <laughs> getting sick is almost like, what's that? I'm not condemning anybody that gets sick. I'm simply saying I've developed my spirit to where the life that is in it is surging out of my flesh. Amen. I mean, out, out of my spirit into my flesh. And it just keeps it alive. If you, you, you ought to study the life of God. Go, go get your uh, Greek concordance. Study the life of God in the New Testament. And you'll find Paul says that the life of, the, uh, the life of God will keep your physical body strong. It'll quicken your mortal body. But you have to, according to 2 Peter 1, 4, you have to be a partaker of that divine nature. You can continually partake of it through the Word of God, through fellowshipping with God. And that divine nature in your spirit will radiate out into your body and keep you strong. Amen. I go to the Lord about things. I'm like, Lord... I want to help people. It's just, it's just crazy almost how often people get sick. I'm not trying to be condemning. You've got to hear my heart about this. So it's like it's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be. We're supposed to be different. We're redeemed. But you have to get on the charger. You have to set your spirit down. You have to quiet your mind. Be still. Shut the mind down. Shut the racing of the mind down. And, and quiet it. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, it's a job because the mind says, Anybody, and you'd realize that a busy mind is a mind that's always harassed. There's a place called in the spirit 
where you're inaccessible, yeah, inaccessible. to even yeah. that yakety yeah. yak yak. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Go to Psalm chapter number 91. I am trying to not take long tonight. Psalm 91. Look at verse 1. You're familiar with it. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, that's the Greek word or Hebrew word for the defense. There's a protected bubble of God's presence that pitches a tent over a man that dwells in the secret place. Amen. Now, go down to verse number, uh, let me get my, let me get this open here. Psalm 91, go down to verse 7, I believe it is. Let me find it. I think it's verse 7. It's in the Amplified. Open your Amplified if you're looking at the, you know, electronic version of the Bible. Thousand may fall at your side, verse 7. Thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. In other words, all around you, all around you, people are falling. But it shall not come near you. Who's he talking to? The man that just speaks his faith? Well, we're not preaching against speaking faith. We just preach about that already. Right? But this is the man that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, in that secret place, he'll, he'll deal with you about what you say. Right, right. But... Only a spe- look at verse eight. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. In other words, you're seeing it all around you, but you are inaccessible. You are untouchable. This is what belongs to the believer, untouched, kept by the power of God. But it doesn't happen because every day you just run out the door and don't spend time fellowship with God. Come on, that's right. That's right. Come on. Inaccessible. Listen to me. Somebody said, how long do I need to spend with God? Until your spirit's satisfied. Amen. Yeah. Until your spirit's satisfied. And some of you would be amazed at how much it needs. Yeah. You want to know why some people are grumpy? All the time, grumpy. Is they, they're living with a dissatisfied spirit. You're welcome. <laughs> That's one of the things, one of the benefits of uh, ministering to the Lord or waiting on the Lord. Your spirit gets satisfied. Oh, my, 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 my. People that are always irritable, hard to get along with, there's something that's not satisfied in them. And it's not the fleshly appetites. It's not the mental entertainment, appetite for entertainment on TV. You can do that and you're still not satisfied. Or get some recreation that you want and you're still not satisfied. Because it's a deeper dissatisfaction than just mental, mental entertainment or fleshly, you know, lust or something like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Back to verse 8. Only a spectator shall you yourselves, you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place. You ought to highlight that inaccessible in the secret place. There's a place where you can't be touched. Listen, that's talking about all the stuff that goes around the flu and all this stuff. But it's also talking about the yakety yak yak of the harassment of your mind. There's a place you can go to where you don't have to listen to that. 
Inaccessible. No access. Amen. When the devil's saying, you're not going to have enough money. You know, you're going to be broke. You know, you're going bankrupt in 2024. There's a place you don't have to listen to that. Praise the Lord. The Lord is your refuge. See, that's what this secret place is. It's a refuge. And the most high, your dwelling place, not your place you visit every now and then. There shall no evil befall you. Who's you? The one inaccessible in the secret place. Not just the one that runs out the door and says, in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's right. Come on. I'm not preaching against that. You understand. Nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Now also notice verse 11. He'll give his angels a special charge over you. Who's you? In that secret place. You want to access the ministry of angels? Spend time waiting on the Lord. Well, that's, that's just a whole lot of good stuff right there, I'll tell you. Not that this is, we don't want to irreverently call it stuff, but a lot of good revelation there. And I, I wish I could get more into that. But go back to Isaiah now. Go back to Isaiah verse number, or chapter number 40. Verse, we'll start back up in verse number 28. Let's, let's get on down through here and then we'll close the service. <clears throat> Verse 28, now this is, uh, let me go to the, yeah, I'll go back to King James. Verse 28, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, notice that word everlasting, that the uh, the, uh, power that's available in his presence will never give out. The strength available in his presence will never give out. Answers, counsel, wisdom, it'll never, it's everlasting. That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. Now, I'm going to go through this in a, in a A, B, C, D here in a bit, but let's just read this. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Now, usually, you know, figure of young men or youth, he's talking about people with a lot of strength. He said, even people that have a lot of physical strength, everybody needs what he's getting ready to say here. Uh, then he said, uh, that's in verse number three. Then he said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We read that, and he'll mount up with wings as eagles, run, not be weary, walk, and not faint. Okay, let's go through this A, B, C, D. Okay, in verse 28 through 30 here, verse 28 says he's got it. Verse 29 says he's offering it to you. Verse 30 says you need it. Verse 31 says how to tap into it. I think, because I wanted to talk about how to do this waiting tonight, but he said, you got to back up and show people what's available so they're interested. So you got to be interested first and not just interested. Oh, that was a good sermon. Pastor, you are so eloquent. Now, I don't really care about all that. I want you to do this. (laughs) Say number one, he's got it. That's verse 28. Second, verse 29, he's offering it to you or offering it to me. Yes, that's a good way to say it, offering it to me. Verse 30, we need it or I need it. 
He says, young people, the verse 30, even young people, they need this. Then verse number 31, he shows us how to tap into it. Hallelujah. So he has it and he's offering it. Then we got to tap into it. But it's not tapped into through just confessions. Sounds like I'm preaching against confession. I'm not. I'm simply saying we've got to, we've got to look at the context here, right? So praise the Lord. But I have to do verse number 31 if I'm going to tap into it. So uh, what does it mean to wait on the Lord? Here's some things it means. It means to stop. Stop. I don't know if you remember Dr. Dufresne's stop sign. Stop. Stop, stop, stop mentally. Stop physically. Be still. You can make noise with your hands and your feet, but you can make just as much noise with your clatter of your mind. Get good at sitting in an empty room. No device, you know, I'm talking about, you know, social media on or anything like that. Now, is it good to listen to, to teaching and preaching? Sure. But you need to get good at just spending time quiet in His presence. What are you doing? You're looking to the Lord. This is part of waiting on the Lord. Your attention is on Him. You're looking to the Lord. And it's not like you're looking in the natural. He lives right on the inside of you. Anybody remember that story Pastor Nancy told about a, some Bible school students that were on a, I don't know which side of the ocean they were going to, coming from, but they were going across, I think it was the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, they, were, they saw this elderly gentleman, they recognized him as one of the, I don't even remember who the general was in the body of Christ, but they recognized him as the general in the body of Christ. Remember that story? Yeah. <clears throat> and they saw him, they figured, uh, you know, they'd try to get to talk to him a little bit, but... They just noticed that he wasn't doing a lot of talking with a lot of people. He would sit out on the deck during the daytime and he would just, he would just sit on a chair and just look out over the water. Yeah. Just sit there for, I don't remember how long, hours. it sounded like hours. Yeah. And they were kind of, you know, Bible school students kind of didn't you know, get up the boat, didn't have the boldness to go talk to him. But well, finally one of them got up the boldness to talk to him. Remember this story? Yes. And went over there and, say, and said something to the effect, sir, what do you see? Remember what he said? Nothing but God. You know what he's doing? He's waiting on the Lord. Amen. No wonder he's a general in the body of Christ. He's getting downloads of all kinds of truth, all kinds of answers, probably for his own life, probably to help others. Amen. Do you know if you want to be a good minister, you got to be a good hearer? Yeah, you got to be a good hearer. The Bible says, uh, he wakeneth my ear morning by morning. He wakes my ear to hear as the learned, so I may speak a word in season to him that's weary. Yes, that's the only the man that has an ear to hear has a voice to say something, has, has actually something to say. Right. Amen. Yeah. You got to be a, a hearer and you got to listen to the Holy Ghost. You got to counsel, let, listen to the counselor. It would help you when you, when something comes to your spirit from the Holy Ghost, it would help you to say out loud, yes, Lord, I hear you. You know what that's doing? That's helping you cement that was God. Say it out loud. Yes, Lord, I hear, I hear you. Thank you, Lord. 
and say something back to him. Yeah, I do that all the time. He'll remind me of something he said. I'll say, he'll remind me of something he said in the past maybe. And, and I'll say, yeah, Lord, I remember that. Now, now remind me of the context that you said that to me. And I could look it up in my, I got a lot of things written down. But I want to hear it from him again. And, and he'll, he'll commune with my heart. I'm communing with his heart. And you can get caught up in that. I, I was doing it one time on an airplane. There was, a, there was a flight. I was taking a flight. This was years ago when I was flying someplace where Southwest went. And I got on a late night, late night flight. Real, I actually preached that night and flew home that night because I needed to get home for something. So it was a late night. And there was only, I think there was three people on the whole plane. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I'm sitting there having just come out of a service, and I'm communing with the Lord. And before I know it, I'm, I'm talking out loud. I'm so caught up with it. It's like, Lord, I remember. Yes, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm, and I start talking out loud. Not, not as loud as I'm talking right now, but I'm talking out loud. And then I caught myself and was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, they're pretty far back there. They probably didn't hear me, but I, I, I didn't realize. People probably don't know where I am. They think I'm sitting on a plane. I'm not sitting on a plane right now. Amen. I'm talking in heavenly places with my Savior. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll develop your faith to help you whenever you... Now, I'm not trying to say do that around people to try to impress them. Boy, he sounds like Brother Higgett. That's not what it's about. It's about you helping your, your develop your own faith. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Oh, I'm just... I don't even have the introduction done. But let me give you these four things. Remember I said the blessings and benefits? We already gave you one. One is that um, the, there's a spiritual edification here, the being renewed in the inner man. Another verse for that is, remember, uh, what is that, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16? Uh, whatever, 1 Corinthians 4, 16, something like that. The outward man perishes, the inward man is what? Renewed. renewed. Amen. If you're always depressed, this is the issue. When you do this, listen, could get, oh, what I got. When you do this, remember the Bible says, he that's thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And if you look it up, it means to spring up out of his belly. Springing up, Jesus said, unto everlasting life. So when you start doing this, something will start bubbling up. You get quiet. And you shut your mind down and look down in here, and the Lord will start talking. Something will start bubbling up. And when that starts bubbling up, listen to me. When that starts bubbling up and you respond to it, the bubble up will cause you to mount up. You start responding to this, and sometimes it's just joy. I, I have spent time in the Word of God, and I'm not just meditation, listen, meditation is a part of this, but meditation is not just with your mind. You don't just meditate with your mind. You meditate with your spirit. It's your spirit communing with God. And your attention, you can't, you can't receive from somebody your attention's not on. Ask the football receiver in football. He, he's, got to, he's got to eventually turn around and look. Right? If your attention's not on God, just forget about communion with God. But as you do that and your attention's on God, you start, this bubble up starts happening. And whenever that bubble up starts happening, 
It, it comes up, there, yeah. out of his belly shall flow rivers. There's different rivers. Sometimes it's a bubble up of a flow of prayer. Sometimes it's a bubble up of a flow of joy. Sometimes it's just revelation, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. There's different rivers. Sometimes it's a healing bubble. It comes up, bloop, and goes all over your body, and there you are healed. You don't need to come have this to get healed. You can go to this and get healed. <laughs> the healer lives on the inside of you. Jesus, if you knew how much I live in this, it, people say, Pastor, you're such a blessing. I don't consider myself a blessing. I get amazed at what he gives me and how much of a blessing it is. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not the blessing. He, this is the one that I fellowship with has made me sufficient to be a blessing. Dude, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Without him, I am nothing. Same with all of us. That's right. Amen. If it's good, it's Amen. God. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. If it's not, it's me yep. or him. It's probably him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when it starts bubbling up, you'll start mounting up. Does that make any sense? And sometimes it's just a bubble of joy. I have been, I have at times been the devil's yakety yak yak on my mind and just harassing my mind. And I turn my attention from that. And I, you know, you answer these things. But then I turn my attention to the word of God. And in fellowship, truths start bubbling up. And while I'm meditating on those things and bubbling up, I'm rising up in the spirit in my consciousness. I turn towards God and my consciousness turns towards God. And when that happens, a lot of times I just burst out in laughter. Because the devil's so defeated. You know, down here he looks big. But when you mount up, he's just a little guy. I'm going on to run my race. Bye-bye. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. I'm talking about victory. All right, number one. I, I got I to get through this list. I, I, I can't give you details of the rest of them. So number one, what is it? Spiritual edification. Edification for your inward man. Um, number two, another blessing and benefit of this. Oh, my, there's so much here. Is uh, these, you'll get direction and answers for your life. This provides an atmosphere the Holy Ghost can manifest himself, or really where you hear, really is a better way of saying it. You'll begin to recognize God's voice. People say, teach me how to know God's voice. I can't. You're going to have to learn it for yourself. Amen. But that's a whole nother. Isaiah 40, 28, there's no searching of his understanding. You know what that means? There, there, there is a tremendous amount of wisdom available to you in the secret place. Answers, direction. All right. The invaluable direction and answers for your life. Then number three, in this secret place, um, it'll solve, um, this, this, developing this in your life will solve a problem a lot of Christians have, and that is a constant state of restlessness. Or dissatisfaction. Some Christians live almost perpetually frustrated. It's because of a dissatisfaction on the inside of them. Their spirit is not getting what he wants. He wants communion with God. 
He's alive. To, if a person is born again, he's alive to God. And he wants to partake of God. And not just be controlled by, well, the mind's dominating you, the mind's dominating you. And he doesn't get what he wants because the head gets what it wants all the time. Amen. Sometimes it comes in the form of I don't have time. The head's just telling you we don't have time. And so, you know, <clears throat> that's often why people are so grumpy and unbecoming with other people. Or just life in the self. They're dissatisfied. The spirit man seldom gets what he wants, what he's hungry for. Amen. Whoo, Jesus. That's good. And there's about three pages of notes on that, which I'm skipping over. The last one is the benefit and blessing of waiting on God is that you mount up. You get above it. Your perspective changes. It used to be that the whole world's against me. All of these things are against me. It's, it's, it's the family and the money and the kids and everything. You're telling on yourself. You're not mounting up. Somebody say amen. When you mount up, you get above it. That's what mounting up is. You're above it. In other words, it's down there under your feet, and you're up in victory. Hallelujah. And listen, you can get above the yakety-yak-yak of the devil and your own mind, too, and get up to where you're not harassed. Tell your neighbor you don't have to live harassed. Amen. Well, that's all three services. Each one of those points is three services long. But you go and get the rest of the revelation yourself. How's that? <laughs> Me? I'm not a preacher. No, but you're a mounter up. You're a mounter up where he'll share all these things with you. Praise the Lord. When it comes to that strength part, there's some things. You stand with me to your feet. Unless you want to write, you might want to write. I don't know, but some of you want to stretch your legs. When it comes to that strength part, listen to what the, that str some, some of the things that strength of spirit will enable you to do. You want to hear some of this? What does strength of spirit enable you to do? Um, there's, it'll, it'll enable you to stand. How many of you know... Ephesians 6.10, be strong, standing. Stand, it'll enable you to stand your ground. What does that mean? Against temptation, against the flesh, against Satan wiles and sight. Number one, it'll enable you to stand. Number two, it'll enable you to wield the sword of the Spirit. Another thing, it'll lay hold and hold fast to your rights and privileges in Christ. Number four, exercise your faith in the God kind of love and the authority of the believer. That's not for weaklings. For the love walks, not for weaklings. Number five, be courageous. Remember Joshua 1, 1 through 9? He kept telling him, be strong and very courageous. But he said, this book of the law shall not be you meditate in it day and night. That's how you're going to stay strong and be very courageous. I'll tell you, it takes courage to face the devil when he's breathing the hot breath of unbelief down your neck and just say, ha, ha, ha. He says, you're going to have to come through me and that's fine. I'll accommodate a dead body and just go right on through you. 
be strong and very courageous. Number, number six or whatever it is, I think it's number six. Bear much fruit. John 15. Oh, my Jesus. Remember he said, uh, if you abide in me, you know, and maintain a living union, the Amplified says with me, you'll bear much fruit. Hallelujah. And you could add number seven or whatever it is, run your race. And you could add to that, run your race with joy. I'm running, Pastor. Well, you're not very strong in the running. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. And listen, you'll just not mount up in strength. The, everything in the presence of God becomes new again. I wish I had some time. Your vision becomes new. Your joy becomes new. God loves new things. He gave you a new name. He made you a new creation. He's going to give you a new heaven and an earth, new earth. He's going to give you a new garment to wear. Yeah. He's giving you a new, a new name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He likes new things. He likes yes. new things. Yes, he does. And you get in his presence and he'll renew your joy. He'll renew your strength. He'll renew your vision. Yeah. And it'll be, it used to be, see, anything that's old hat, whether it's the call of God, whether it's the word of God, whatever it is, if it's old hat, it's not new because you haven't been mounting up. Yeah, God will keep you excited. Yes, glory to God. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, they thought it would wear off eventually. I'm worse today than I was back then. Amen. <laughs> because it keeps getting renewed. I keep getting renewed. I, woo, woo. And I tell you, you do this, you'll be in old age and you'll be fat and flourishing. Still producing food for the kingdom of God. Still producing fruit in the, in the plan of God. You're just... 92 years old, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Casting devils out of your grandkids. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Glory. Somebody give God a shout tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. Running is giving out, right? In other words, they'll give out, but they won't. Because they're continually taking in, they're not wearing out. Burnout is just giving out without taking in. That's all burnout is. I'm burnout. Well, you're just holding yourself. <laughs> People don't like it that tight, but that's the way it is. I want to quit, or I'm going to just yield to the flesh, or all. you're giving out. You're giving out. I mean, you know what I mean? Giving out, you're, you're, you're getting weary. Find the strength in his presence to, to keep on saying no to the flesh, yes to the plan. Amen. Yes to my, I'm staying in faith. I'm not giving in to sight. Take strength to do all. Yes to standing and having done all to stand. Stand. This is part of having done all. Praise the Lord. I don't know how to quit. I'm having too much fun. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Thank you for your, thank you for what's available to us. Thank you for your provision of this. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 
We give you praise. We give you worship. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody challenged me in, in there. I just, it just came to me right now. Pastor, I am spending time with God and I'm still getting sick. Somebody challenged me on that in your mind. The Lord just told me that. Somebody challenged me that. He said, tell them they're not spending enough. Their mind's thinking, I do, but it's not enough. And, and you're not doing it skillfully. You're, you're, you're still distracted. When I fully get my attention on the Lord, I can feel, literally feel it in my body. In fact, I feel it right now. Just, I just, it just starts, I feel, I feel my body relax. I feel life come into it. It's a very tangible thing. Very tangible thing. Sometimes when that happens, the mind wants to get up and get going again. Whoa, I got, I got what I need. I get, but, but a lot of times the Lord says, you stay right here and get the rest of it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody interested in what I'm talking about? It's for those that are interested. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect to get different results. God makes some adjustments. 2023 is a good time. The beginning of the year is a good time to start making some adjustments. Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, thank God for answers tonight. Hallelujah. And turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer of what I heard. Amen. Hallelujah. Congratulations on letting me flow with the Holy Ghost and not being distracted with the Christmas decoration tear down. Amen. Love you very much. I'm going to be taking off tomorrow to go to California. Pastor Nancy, uh, Pastor Nancy, Pastor Debbie will be here on Sunday and they'll be live, she'll be live streaming down the Lee Summit. So y'all uh, tune in. Praise the Lord. Greet somebody and tell them I'm renewing my strength because I'm learning. To wait on the Lord. Amen.